Welcome to the Purposeful Fitness with Coach Ola, where I dive in deeper into holistic health and fitness topics that will help you stay inspired, motivated, and dedicated to living a purposeful fit life while pursuing for the Akhirah. Hello everyone and welcome. Really quick announcement before we get started and that is the Ramadan Prep Challenge has been launched. It starts on April 8th until May 5th. It's a four-week challenge where I help busy working women get ready and prepared for Ramadan. It includes a guide and a workbook bundle. It comes with a free assessment, a workout plan, and much more. To learn more about it, please visit www.befitforakhira.com for details and the price will go up on April 4th midnight east central and the doors to sign up to the challenge will close on april 7th midnight east central also i would love to have you join us and work out together meal prep together and have an actual plan and to have plan and much more to be prepared for ramadan mentally spiritually and physically inshallah without any further ado i would love to begin the episode Welcome to the 13th episode with Coach Ola. Today we have Crystal Thurber, who is the founder of Compassion and Decluttering LLC. I met Crystal last year at a small conference that helps business owners to network and build their business up. And it was really nice to meet someone who is a professional organizer because I've never met in my life someone who was working in that profession. And when I learned about her business, I thought, oh my gosh, I need help myself in decluttering my life. And that's how we, we got connected. And so today we're going to talk about her her work and how to help clients stay organized, how to organize our spaces, especially with Ramadan coming up. I believe it's super important to take care of our cluttered spaces so that we can focus more and much more. So good morning, Crystal. How are you today? I'm fine, Ola. Thank you very much for having me. <laughs> You're welcome. So everyone that's listening, it is uh, morning at our time here. And so Crystal, tell us about yourself and what you currently do. Well, I am the owner and founder, as you said, of my small business. I started started the business in July of 2017, but didn't make it my full-time business until July of 2018. Before that, I was working in elementary schools. I have my bachelor's and master's in elementary education and special education, respectively. I worked as a special education teacher for preschool all the way through post-secondary. And I've worked as a teacher's assistant for mostly special education settings. Interestingly enough, I left teaching largely out of a due to lack of ability to be personally organized. I actually had a number of reviews from different principals who said, look, your time management skills stink. They didn't say it quite like that, but I'm paraphrasing. You aren't getting your, th- your papers submitted turned in in time, your lesson plans, your project management skills, they are not good. So I left teaching to become a teacher's assistant because I figured, well, I need to, I need to get better at my skills because clearly this is an area where I'm struggling. So I became a teacher's assistant 
still working on building my time management skills and trying to learn everything I could about organizing, I discovered in between teaching contracts, when a couple of my friends were looking for assistance with their rooms, various friends at different points in the summer said, I'm so stressed. I don't know what to do about my room. I, I have all this stuff and, I, and it's stressing me out and I don't know what to do. And I said, well, I'm not doing anything. I can come and help you out. And Ola discovered that I really liked it. It was very satisfying helping people to get organized. I've been on this journey for a few years now, and I did not grow up in, a, in an organized home. So it's not something that comes naturally to me. I discovered I really liked helping people. I started a small business on the side. And while I was working as a teacher's assistant and finishing out the contract, I thought more and more, do I want to do this as a real job? Did some more research, went to trainings such as the one we went, we met in, and decided, yes, I, I think I really do. I, I think I want to make this a full-time thing. It's been quite a journey, interestingly enough. My time management skills are improving. My project management skills are improving. I don't necessarily recommend starting a business just to build those skills, but that's kind of what's been happening along the way. Yeah, Crystal, so true. You know, the previous guest that I had talked about, we talked about the importance of decluttering before Ramadan, and she's a, she's really good at it. And I we were laughing about it, how, you know, this is something that she can turn into a side hustle too <laughs> and, like, help other people because it's not everyone's strength, area of strength. Well, then how do you usually help clients organize their spaces and declutter? So the first thing that I do is I set up a one hour free consultation. I go over to the client's home and we take a look around. They show me their areas of most concern. That might be one room. That might be a couple of rooms. Sometimes it's the entire house or, or apartment or wherever they live. They usually have a couple of, of ideas of what they want. They don't always have a, a specific plan. That's, that's what they wanted me for. And, and a lot of the times people are calling because they're overwhelmed with life. Things happen in their life. Maybe they've experienced a lot of tragedies. Try to find out what the reasons are for getting themselves organized. Sometimes it's because they are experiencing, they're in one of the stages of grief and they're finally moving past the immediate grief. And so they're trying to move on and, and start a new chapter. Sometimes they are just fed up and overwhelmed. Sometimes they are just tired of looking at their space. Sometimes they just want to use their space more efficiently. So I find out first what is the reason or reasons why a person wants to get organized. What makes this project important to them? Specifically, when I'm working with somebody, let's say the project area is the kitchen. And they're stressed about their kitchen. They can't find what they're looking for. In a kitchen, you would take it just one small piece at a time. There's usually some cabinets up on the top. There's some cabinets down at the bottom and some drawers. You start with one section of that. So let's say you're starting with the upper cabinets. Empty everything out of one cabinet, one shelf at a time within the cabinet and then make decisions about it. Take everything out, set it out, make decisions. Okay, huh, you know what? I don't really like this. Or, huh, this isn't really beneficial to me, or this isn't really something that I want in my life anymore. 
I don't care about this, etc. And then those are set aside so they can be donated. And then the things that they have left, those are the things that they actually like, the things that they actually use. Then we put those back in a more efficient manner. And what that means is the things that you use the most, you want to be able to get to them more quickly, more frequently. If you, for example, drink coffee or tea every morning, maybe you don't want your mugs all the way at the top of the cabinet. Maybe you want them on the bottom shelf right at about eye level. So once you finish with, say, the top cabinets, then you go on to the bottom cabinet, same thing. Take everything out, see what's there, because sometimes there's stuff hidden in the corners of the cabinet that you had no idea what was there, you know, until you take it out and examine it. And then you make decisions. Is this something that I need? Is this something that is valuable to me? Is this something that I want? If the answer to any of those is no, well, then you pass it on to someone who can use it. I don't believe in throwing out things that can be used. So as often as possible, I try to take things that are donated and take them to where they need to go. Animal shelters, women's shelters, retirement centers, schools, wherever, different places where the different items might need to go. And so I'm walking through each area with the client. I'm encouraging them and I'm demonstrating skills for them and then having them practice the skills and I'll give them feedback on what parts of the skill they did correctly. As a former special education teacher, it doesn't do any good to focus on the areas in which somebody struggles, but if you focus on the areas that they are improving on, then you can say, hey, look at this little piece of progress right here. A lot of my clients will get very frustrated after a day of work, and by a day, that's usually about two to four hours, the mental fatigue sets in. They'll turn around and they'll look at the rest of the room. They say, but there's so much left to do. Nope. Turn around, look right here. And I'll focus their attention again on the square foot of space in which we worked or the shelf in which we worked or whatever the area is. That's when it comes even like a laptop file. Because remember how I asked, I said, do you help in that? And you're like, yes. And I said, you know, I think I need, I might need help with that as well. Because even with our laptops, like people also struggle with that. I know mm-hmm. I have someone who was like, I don't know how to organize my laptop. And there's files everywhere and I'm like oh my gosh it's so cluttered <laughs> I itch to to arrange things when I see a monitor like that I get overwhelmed and easily distracted if there's a lot going on in any particular area I in particular am ADHD but it's very challenging for many people who are who are diagnosed as such or not mm-hmm. if their visual space is cluttered up that's a lot of visual input for the brain to, to process. Mm-hmm. A lot of the time, it's too much work for our brains to try to process all of it. And so sometimes people stop seeing it. They don't realize that in the case of the monitor, they have 15 icons packed into a two-inch space because it's been building and building and building. Same thing with with physical clutter, if you don't take the time to to recognize it and to look at it, suddenly you're looking at a a small mountain of Mm. clothes or items or just things that are threatening to 
fall on you and it overwhelm you. It's like a habit. You know how once you build a habit, it's like you're used to it. That's how it sounds like when yes. you're saying this. <laughs> yeah. And like with Ramadan coming up for us, for every holiday, and that's actually my next question that I want to ask you is that do you usually get clients during the holidays, such as during Christmas? Because I know you don't celebrate Ramadan with us, but mm-hmm. it doesn't matter like <laughs> what holiday it is. Well, I will tell you that right around Christmas itself, business dropped off. I guess people were busy having relatives and such come in. But about a week or so before and then the week after, I certainly had more people calling. As the year has started since January, I've definitely had more people contacting me. I've had more more people looking for organizers in general. And it's been kind of steamrolling since there through the spring. So I'm not sure specifically if more around holiday time. I do know that around the week before Thanksgiving and Christmas, I did have an increase in people. And that was because they were having people over or they wanted to have people over. For in the example of Thanksgiving, some people were wanting to host Thanksgiving for the first time ever, and they wanted to, to show off their new space. They'd been embarrassed before. So yes, I have seen a little bit of an increase. I'll- but it's the same concept for, for in Islam. Like we have Ramadan coming up that I mentioned. It's on May 6th this year. And we also have like dinners. It's called iftar, right? Like and people have party, like, you know, invite friends, families. Good. And that's why it's important. And that's why I promote like taking that month before the Ramadan comes to take time to declutter as much as you can. And, and it will help the acts of worship like be more easier, I guess. You know, like, because if you're, like you said, our mind and our spiritual spirituality, like, are connected. So, like, if we're able mm-hmm. to find a clear space, for example, we'll feel less stressed out, more relaxed, therefore more connected. And yes, yeah, I agree. It makes a lot of sense. I want to get some tips from you. So, we, mm-hmm. we, t- we talked about importance, like, of a kitchen example, a laptop. How about, like, a regular, like, room? Any final suggestions that you, you can share with us? All right, let's start with the bedroom. <laughs> yes. A bedroom is honestly not a bad place to start if a person is looking for overhauling their whole home. The reason for that is it's because the bed is one of the largest pieces of furniture, if not the biggest, in the entire home. So a couple of things that you could start with. First, strip the bed completely, change the sheets. And you might think that that's not necessarily a great start, but then you want to take a look at the space that's immediately next to your bed so that you're not getting out of the bed and stepping on something. Ideally, you want to live in such a way that you have wide open paths and spaces. You don't want little tiny stepping stones or paths in order to get from place to place. So if there's stuff right next to your bed, you want to take a look at that and figure out, all right, is this something that actually needs to live here? For example, if you are a reader and or you look at your tablet or, or something like that at night, you want to have the things right next to your bed that will be helpful for that. But have them contained in a small basket or drawer or something just so that it's not spread out. When you contain it, then it's less likely to look like an like a mess if there's 
laundry, you want to make sure that that gets up off the floor and put where it needs to go. So if you have anything that's dirty, go ahead, wash that. And then if you've got clean stuff, go ahead and take a look at it. If you're looking in your closet and you're not sure where to start, if you look up at the top of the closet where the bar is, there's usually several supports. So there's the wall and then the bar goes for a couple of inches and then there's a support and then the bar keeps going. Then there's another support. The support, each section of the bar between supports and or the wall, it's not very big. It's about a foot or about a half meter. And that's usually got quite a few different items packed into it, into your closet. You take everything off of that one section and then divide it up into different parts. So if you've got pants mixed in with shirts, uh, mixed in with dresses, etc., put them on your bed into different piles. So shirts in one area, pants in another. All right. Now you pick up one pile. So let's say you're starting with the pants. All right. I don't know if this one fits. I don't like that one anymore. That one doesn't really fit, etc. Go ahead and try on what you need to try on. If the clothes don't fit now, get rid of them. Even if you are trying to lose weight, I will tell you as someone who took several months to lose the same stupid 10 pounds, <laughs> gain a little, lose a little, gain a little, lose a little. Mostly, it just stayed right where it was. So if you're in that situation where you're just constantly trying to lose those last couple of pounds, give yourself a break. Find the things that fit you now that you feel good in now. Because why hold on to something that causes you distress or makes you feel bad? Oh, if only I lost those last couple of pounds and I would be able to wear that. Nope, get rid of it. Someone else can wear it right now. Also, you can treat yourself to something that fits you when you are at the point that you need new pants. No big deal. Use it as a celebration. But holding on to something that might benefit you or that you hope to benefit you, it's not actually doing anybody any good. And if you're having trouble with that part, ask someone whose opinion that you can really trust, does this fit me? Does this look nice on me? And just go on from there. So in the example, uh, we put everything in that one section on the bar, the clothes bar, and about a foot or maybe about a half meter worth of hangers. Separate those out into the different parts. And then we looked at one particular stack, the pants. All right, so these all fit. I'm going to go and hang these back up. Okay. Then if you're feeling stressed and overwhelmed, leave. You finished one section of the closet. You finished one piece of it, and you know exactly where you can pick up when you're ready to start again. Maybe you just need a little break, and then you just come back an hour later, or maybe you need to come back the next day. That's so true. And like, I like, I like how you brought in the fitness into it, the weight loss. That's so true because even it could be a way to motivate you to work out and, you know, try new, get on a fitness journey, weight loss journey, what have you. But it also helps the mind to stay strong and therefore keep the body strong too. Mm -hmm. And I agree with you that taking small spaces at a time or like one day at a time or an hour at a time, it makes it more less stressful and less 
daunting at the same time. So that's so true and also important. So then, in your opinion, how do you think and why do you think it's staying organized can help us celebrate the joy of holidays or any season? Okay. So when you're able to find your things and you're able to lay your hands on them right away, then it's so satisfying. If you can say, uh, I want such and such item, I'd like to look at that, or I'm ready to decorate, or I'm ready to, to really get started, you don't have to go all around the house in order to find your things. If, say, for example, your holiday decorations are stored in three different places in your home, it's going to make putting them up that much more stressful. Whereas if you are a person who likes decorating, and I know that some people in the Muslim faith, I, I, they, they decorate for not as many holidays. Is that correct? Yeah, we have two major holidays. The mm-hmm. Well, Ramadan is the month of fasting and mm-hmm. spirituality connection to creation. And then we also have the pilgrimage, the Hajj, which also is followed by a celebration at the end. So we be, a lot of people, a lot of Muslims, like right now, we're in that stage of like decorating for Ramadan. And then some people don't do a lot for Ramadan. They only do for the holiday afterwards. Mm -hmm. So I agree with you because, like, I had to buy a organizer, like, shelf, the plastic one, to put the ribbons in one one drawer, to put, like, I I personally use ornaments, Christmas ornaments. So I put them in, like, one area. I try to, like, do homemade, but there are so many, like, Muslim or holiday decorations online. So... Yes. So what you're saying is it also implies to our faith because it's important to keep things organized like scissors, ribbons, you know, the lanterns and what have you to keep the mind safe. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. So thank you. I I appreciate learning. When you have your things and you you mentioned, for example, scissors and ribbon, scissors and things like that, those are something that every household most likely has. Yes. Um, but there's no point in keeping scissors in two or three different places. So I have a, uh, a pencil cup that I, I store my scissors in. I have two or three that are specifically for paper. The one that lives in the kitchen, my husband has informed me, will never leave the kitchen. Um, but that one stays there. But the other scissors, the ones that are just regular... Those are all gathered into one place. Now, if you have a specific tool that goes with a specific task, for example, I have I have shears for fabric, that is never allowed to leave the sewing area. That's not allowed for paper. That is terrible, terrible news if you cut paper with fabric scissors. Okay, but otherwise, all the tools are in one place. My husband and I both like doing various jewelry and metalwork kinds of things. So all of the tools for jewelry are all together. All of the crafting materials are all together. All of the crafting, all the jewelry, it's all in one place, organized on the shelf by type. When you have things gathered into specific spots and having a designated home for them, largely where you use the item, then you have a better shot of finding it. And you mentioned finding joy and being able to think more and be more reflective. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. On my home screen on my phone, I actually have mindfulness is key as my phrase for me to, to look at every time I see it. 
I really do believe that it is absolutely vital to be self-reflective and to be thinking about where we are, who we are, our growth, etc. It's hard to do that when pieces of things that you own are all over the place. Uh, things that you own are a small piece of you. So it's kind of like scattering yourself too thin. You discover you don't even know, you realize, I don't even realize I have these things because they were hidden from me. And then you discover that you've bought three or four replacements of, in, in the example of, say, the scissors, because they weren't all in one place. Oh, well, I, I guess I didn't need to do that. Or you find that you've bought multiple packs of computer paper because, again, they're all in different places. Not doing you any good if they're all over the place. And it's making it hard for you to get anything done. Several of my clients have told me that once we've finished an area, they were so happy that they could find things. It's kind of an amazing experience. And once you start the process of getting yourself organized, it, it kind of snowballs on itself because maybe you feel like you only have enough energy for one tiny little space, one drawer. And you do that and you feel lighter. It, it's kind of hard to explain, but you feel clearer, lighter, freer when you have your space organized. And maybe I can do another space. And that excitement often builds. And you feel, I, I find a lot of my clients feel that they are very proud and excited that look at this thing that I have accomplished. And they, they sometimes will sit and just look at an area that we've uncovered. I had a client who had not slept in her own bed in months, years. Grief had come over into her life and she had been shopping as a form of therapy and she was finally ready for a change. And when we started going through the things on her bed and we uncovered and got to the mattress, she cried. She was so excited. She was so happy. And I like giving that to people. I like helping people to discover that, that sensation of reclaiming their lives, reclaiming that which matters to them, finding the things that mattered to them, and sometimes discovering that things that once mattered to them don't matter anymore. And it, it's a process, human process, I think, because when looking at clutter, people are often forced to face uncomfortable things about themselves. They know why it's there, but they don't necessarily know how to take care of it. Once the process gets started, and honestly, it just takes small steps, set a timer for 20 minutes, work on one small section. Once you get started on the process, you feel like you're reclaiming parts of yourself that have been lost, locked away, hidden. It feels like you have less weighing you down when you start. So yes, I absolutely agree that trying to organize in per for purposes of a particular holiday, that's an idea that I think a lot of people could certainly benefit from. Maybe they just want to have company over. Maybe they just want friends over. Or maybe they just, you know what, they're ready for a change. And holidays are certainly good times for that. So we're currently in the Lent season. 
you're you're getting ready for Ramadan, correct? Yes. So it's not a bad time to start mm-hmm. that. Honestly, it's good timing. And so thank you for having me on at this time. It's a good idea and it's a good opportunity to use something that's happening in the calendar as as your starting point, as your motivation. Yeah, you brought very profound points and great tips. So it's important to take, it's a process, as you said, it's not, it's going to happen one day. So no. same, yeah, so I should remind ourselves it's a process to, t- to work on and we need to start, as she said, one step at a time, one place at a time. And so thank you so much. This was super helpful. Do you Very have well. any final tips and where can we stay in contact with you? Final tips. One thing that I recommend, I read all the time. I have several books that I read every year at least once. One book that I read is One Thing at a Time, 100 Simple Ways to Live Clutter-Free Every Day by Cindy Glovensky. I like that one. She has a chapter in there that's titled Breathe. That's where you stand in your cluttered space and you... Look around, and every time you have escapist thoughts, I need to go do something else. Breathe. I don't know how I let it get this way. Breathe. I can't do this. Breathe. And then you just keep doing that. Whenever those escapist or negative thoughts come up and you're looking at your disorganized space, just breathe. Take it in until you start to calm yourself down. I am a person who also has anxiety issues, so I understand that it can be extremely overwhelming. Yes, but, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> but it's okay. It's just, this is just a challenge. It's just something that is going to be overcome. All right, now we just figure out how. So that's the first thing that I would recommend. Just breathe and just don't, beat yourself up for, oh, I let it get this way. So what? That was, that was in the past. This is moving forward. You're moving, you're opening up a new chapter. Another thing that I would recommend is just, again, taking small steps. Some people function better with a timer where they set it for a particular period of time, work during that time. And then when the timer goes off, reward themselves with a short break, but uh, maybe a five minute break of something that you enjoy. And then see how you feel after that. Maybe you're ready to do another work session. And certainly ask for help. Find people who are supportive of who you are and where you are. You want to get somebody who's a good fit. I do not recommend having a family member help you to clean out your space. Oh my gosh, you like read my mind because as I <laughs> say this, like my mom, I, I mentioned this in the previous episode too with Kate, my mom is dying to help me out so much. I'm like, no. And I told her, you know, my, I'm like, why are you going to hire someone where I can like, I, I like I can do it for you. And you know, I'm like, no, but it's not the same because as you're saying, like a family member, they can help you for sure. But then they don't really know you, like what you have in your mind, no matter how much you communicate, it's just, in my opinion, it's not exactly the same. I The reason that I don't recommend it is, say you have a parent or a sibling or even a close friend. Mm-hmm. I don't recommend it. Reason for that is because a lot of time, someone who is trying to help you, they might distract you. They might say, well, why are you getting rid of that? That, that, that was given to you by your auntie so-and-so. 
I will tell you from personal experience, I attempted to help my best friends at her home. She hired me to come over to her home and help her get organized. It did not work. I tried to get her into the mindset of organizing, but she was stressed about it. It wasn't going to work. What she needed me for when I came out was honestly the role that I'd always been in, and that was support. If she and I were to actually get actual work done, it would mean that she wouldn't have me in the role uh, that she's comfortable with me in. So having a parent try to help you, it's not the same because no matter whether you are both adults, you still have that long, long history of this is the associated role and pattern that we work in. The exception might be a married couple if they are on the same page in terms of we need to get organized. If one member of the couple is, is interested in throwing everything out and the other person is more of a saver, they need to not work together. I'm sorry, it's not going to work. There's a variety of reasons for that, but a large part of it has to do with how people think differently. Yeah. And how people process things differently. If that's the case, I strongly encourage you to consider looking for a professional or somebody who is a friend, but maybe not your best friend, if that makes sense. Yeah. Somebody that you don't have history with, somebody that's not going to get you distracted or you'll be distracted with them or you'll just think about them and be and be uncomfortable because you're normally in this other role and then all of a sudden you're helping me and, and asking me to do these things and it, it really doesn't work. So that, that's what I would recommend. If you're in a situation where you're by yourself, great. Then consider getting a professional or a friend, but maybe not your bestest friend, if that makes sense. It'll be an opportunity to make friends. Yeah. True. That's so, that's so true. So then how can we stay in contact with you? Is your website the best place to visit? Mm-hmm. So my website, CompassionateDecluteringLLC.com. That's all one word. I'm there. I'm also on Facebook. Same thing. Compassionate Decluttering LLC. Open the show notes for your website and I'll also tag you on Facebook. So that's Great, good. Thank you. Yes, you're welcome. Well, this was a very fun an important conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in. If you've enjoyed this episode, make sure to subscribe today and leave a five-star review. You can also screenshot and share this episode with a family or a friend. Be strong, be fit, be fit for Akhirah.